start doing the inner work because our outer world is simply a mirror for what's going on inside. What powers are benefiting from us continuing to mistrust and be angry at each other? When we have no dialogue with those stories, when we have no awareness that we are taking those on, and we also don't have the opportunity to shift them, those narratives are really dangerous and they can be quite oppressive. Breakdown Wake Up is about discovering the groundbreaking wisdom within our most challenging life stories. I'm Meg Mateer, a psychology nerd turned business consultant and entrepreneur. Join me to hear from leaders about when things in their lives were breaking down and to listen for the wisdom waking up. Along the way, we'll explore fresh perspectives like how distress is a driver of success, not a barrier to it, how our personal and professional lives are inherently connected, and how our individual experiences can help solve broader societal challenges. I felt really motivated to create a few episodes that dive in a little bit deeper into the philosophy behind the podcast and the project in general, so that we can really understand what this is all about, what this project is really about. And I think in light of recent events, um, and certainly broader events that are going on in our world, it's really important to talk about these types of things. So in this episode, I'm going to be diving into the nature of activism and polarization and this project as an act of activism, but perhaps not one that we typically think about. It's an activism that is based on listening, whose foundation is hearing not only your own signals and your own perspective that's trying to come up through your own system, but also listening to a number of different diverse perspectives and being able to see the overlapping commonalities within our own experiences. So what does it actually mean to move into a space of listening that actually creates a sense of activism? So there's a number of different ways that you can start to think more deeply about this. One of the things is that this listening starts within ourselves. Understanding the diverse voices, perspectives, energies, tensions, conflicts within our own system so that we can see the complexity that lies within our own decisions. When we begin to see ourselves from this complex perspective, that there are many different beliefs and opinions and energies that exist within us, we can start to see this as a nature of our being, of holding on to complexity and holding on to tension within ourselves and staying with sometimes contradictory feelings. As a coach, I've seen this as one of the biggest challenges 
for people, unpacking and understanding those tensions and acknowledging that a part of them feels a certain way and another part feels completely the opposite and trying to reconcile those energies. As we build on this concept, the next level of listening is actually to see the people that we get triggered by as holding energies or qualities that we've suppressed in ourselves. Now, I'd like you to just try on this exercise as you're listening. You can think of maybe somebody or some group or some organization that represents something that you feel negatively towards. And as you think of this, I want you to think of the energy that that group represents. What is the quality of how they're behaving or how those individuals are behaving that really irritates you? Oftentimes what irritates us about other people are projections of things that we've denied in ourselves. And this is where the importance of inner work really comes to fruition. If we want to change social structures, change the way that we relate to each other, change the way that we support each other on a larger, more global scale, we have to start doing the inner work because our outer world is simply a mirror for what's going on inside. So that if each and every one of us can use our existence on this world to sense those elements that trigger us, those actions that irritate us, and can use them to do our own inner work, we become more whole as individuals, we become more compassionate, we become more creative, we become more understanding, and we become more innovative in how we think about solving these challenges. Part of this inner work is understanding what elements of our cultural narrative we have simply digested, that we have taken on as ultimate truth without really consciously thinking about it. As you start to think more consciously about your beliefs, you can start to see what you've adopted from, for example, an overarching narrative of your country or an overarching narrative um, about what it means to be successful or what it means to be a leader. These are all in some ways culturally constructed and we co-create them each and every day that we take them on and then project them out into our everyday space. So these narratives can shift, but oftentimes we are, again, simply digesting them. We are adopting them as our own, even though they are not our own. So the key here is to first become aware of what are those sociocultural narratives that you've taken on as your own beliefs in life. And then to choose, to choose whether you still continue to want to adopt that as ultimate truth, as your truth, or whether you just want to understand that that is the cultural reality I want to talk a little bit about 
polarization because I think we are very much living in a world that is increasing in this feeling. We're constantly talking about polarization in the political sphere, in the global sphere, in what's going on with many big global issues. Polarization also happens within relationships, and it also happens within ourselves. But what happens if we only stick to polarization is that it reduces the complexity of the reality. Polarization goes to the extremes, the extreme ends of one particular theme or decision. It reduces the nuance. It reduces the context. It certainly is more simple to hold as a mental concept this idea of polarities. But it's not necessarily a whole or complete version of what's going on in our world. So within that reduction, we miss out on a lot of information. Polarization also often stays at the surface, at the surface of what's really going on. The challenge here that I would pose is to start to understand what are the underlying issues, needs of the people that are standing on opposite sides of a belief structure. You can ask yourself things like, what is the unspoken truth that lies below this feeling of resentment? What is the need Because when we get down below the surface, when we understand the underlying needs, then we start to see that we are much more similar than we could have ever imagined. That our struggles and triumphs are often of the same core that have simply manifested themselves differently or have been construed differently because of assumptions that we've made that create our own beliefs. I think this goes back again to the importance of doing the inner work, because if we can recognize the polarities that exist within us as individuals, we can also become more compassionate to both sides of a polarity that's existing in our broader world. We can sort of see both sides while still taking a stand for what's important to us, but having compassion enough for the other perspective in order to have a dialogue and then move creatively forward in that direction. I have to ask myself too, what powers are benefiting from us continuing to mistrust and be angry at each other? Who is benefiting here? I want to caveat this talk in the sense that I'm not saying that we all of a sudden begin to have a kumbaya world where we support and condone behavior that is harmful or oppressive to other people. What I mean to say is that there's something underlying that is more common than we ever imagine. And this leads into the importance of listening to so many different stories, so many stories that feel perhaps quite different from our experience on the surface. But when we begin to deeply listen and to understand those deeper themes and those deeper needs, we can see ourselves so much. 
we can simultaneously appreciate the difference of experience, of opinion, of belief, of perspective, of so many different people, while at the same time holding this compassion and sense of resonance that really plays out amongst all of us. Now, the importance of understanding different stories is one thing, but there's another level, and I think this is also why I'm so passionate about this project, is that it's about telling the untold stories. The untold stories begin to challenge very fixed cultural narratives that we've taken on. And the reason why we don't see any evidence of a different perspective is because that evidence is in the untold stories that are being discouraged from being unearthed and told. So narratives that we've adopted in our society could be things like the idea that our distress is a barrier to our success or that our vulnerability means that we are somehow flawed or weak ourselves or in the midst of turbulent emotional experiences that we have to be able to cognitively explain what's going on for there to be any value in those experiences. So when we begin to tell these untold stories, and when we begin to listen to the untold stories collectively, we start to see those fixed narratives come undone. And our fixed ways of being and our fixed ways of thinking also come undone. So when we don't hear these untold stories, we become more vulnerable ourselves to dominant narratives that are coming from authority figures. We no longer have this sort of bottom-up communal storytelling nature that grounds larger narratives in our actual experience. I think the other risk is that these dominant narratives can actually shape how we feel our own experience is. So if we take on this idea that our vulnerability is weakness and our distress is a barrier to our success, we start to see and experience our own distress as really negative, really scary experiences that we have to get out of. That if any way we get stuck in that distress for more than just a little second, a little period of time, that we will get kicked out, we will get disrespected. In the modern world, we've moved away from an explicit form of control into a more implicit form. And that comes through narrative that sort of make their way down through our family systems, through major institutions, through the way that we connect with our friends. Essentially, they're beliefs that we start to take on ourselves as truth. And when we have no dialogue with those stories, when we have no awareness that we are taking those on, and we also don't have the opportunity to shift them, those narratives are really dangerous and they can be quite oppressive. It can feel like there's no way out. We become our own controllers, our own controlling mechanisms. This is why it's so important to share the untold stories. This is why it's so important to build on this new wave of activism that essentially starts with listening, 
with a deep desire to understand and to resonate with what is underneath the surface of conflict. This is why we need to invest time, energy, and resources in inner work, in understanding our own system, so that we can better understand the system that lies in the external world. These are the three things that this podcast is committed to, to sharing the untold stories, to help reframe fixed narratives around what our distress is really doing. In creating a space, in creating a community of people who are dedicated to hearing a diverse set of stories and perspectives and relating and resonating their own experience to that and creating spaces where people can do the inner work that's required for building broader, deeper, meaningful social impact. And the reason why the theme of distress is so important is that our distress is often stirring up those untold stories, those untold truths, those marginalized perspectives, those aspects that are not yet incorporated into our society, the things that are missing. So our distress is a key source of wisdom that can help bring us to unearth the untold stories, to discover our own untold truths, to discover the parts in ourselves that we've rejected or resented and then projected out as resentment into the world. If this type of project fires you up and gets you excited, join us. There's so many things that you can do to support this project. It's really a grassroots movement of people voluntarily coming together to support this podcast, to support the programs, and to support the overall project. So starting with the things that are quick and easy that you can do to help spread this movement. You can help share these untold stories by leaving a review on iTunes of the podcast that helps boost it and spread it to other people that haven't heard of this. You can also share this episode or other episodes that are meaningful to you, to your own network. You can share specifically what resonates for you about the podcast or any other feedback that you have to me that will help me improve the content and get a sense of what's really hitting and what's changing your perspective. If you're ready to start practicing your own inner work, we are running periodic programs that focus specifically on you understanding your own distress, understanding the deeper meaning and deeper wisdom within that, and learning how you can use that to transform your relationship with yourself, your relationships in the world, your role in your organization, and to see the world's challenges more clearly so that you can come up with more innovative solutions. This project is and will always be transpersonal. The lessons and the themes that I get from the stories are from my connection with other people. 
the learnings and perspectives that I bring into this project are summaries of anecdotes and points that I've heard from guests, from program participants, from coaching clients, from diving into all sorts of different other breakthrough maverick thinkers who also, in one way or another, have said that breaking down is wisdom waking up. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you guys next week. If you like what you just heard, please check out our website at www.breakdownwakeup.com. If you subscribe to our mailing list, you'll get weekly updates about episodes and special events. We also have a growing community of people who are getting excited about this concept and sharing their own thoughts and reactions. Finally, if you're trying to discover the underlying wisdom within your own breakdown and need some help, we've designed special programs to help do just that. Thanks again for listening. And remember, when things are breaking down, important wisdom is waking up.